0: all right it's scott from the protect your pad podcast we're going to be going over carpenter bees uh, with this episode springtime is coming and one of our biggest lead opportunities is carpenter bees for the pest technicians listening this uh, will probably be a refresher if you've been here for over a year and saw the presentation on carpenter bees Uh, but for the new lawn um, pest and plant health technicians this should be a quick little guide for you on how to price this and how to kind of know if it's a job that we can do. Because what we've run into the past is some carpenter bee jobs we actually can't do because of equipment reasons. So let's go over some very basic biology. Um, the life cycle of a carpenter bee uh, is complete metamorphosis. Starts as an egg, the egg will hatch into larva. The larva becomes a pupa and then uh, the people will eventually emerge as an adult. Um, The process actually takes about two to three months to complete. So, how do we identify a carpenter bee? Well, most people have seen carpenter bees, but they kind of mistake it for bumblebees. The difference between the carpenter bee and the bumblebee is that the carpenter bee has a shiny abdomen, whereas the bumblebee has like a hairy abdomen. It almost looks fuzzy in a way. but a, a lot of times in the spring, people are seeing carpenter bees and they do mistake them as bumblebees. Um, when they are mating during the springtime, the male carpenter bees are just going nuts and are everywhere. Um, <laughs> so if you've ever been in a place where there's a ton of wood that's infested with carpenter bees, it's like you can't even get out of your truck because they're just dive bombing your truck. So the female carpenter bee can sting you. The male carpenter bee will not sting you, but will bother you. Now, the female carpenter bee, if you want to get stung by her, you'd really have to earn that, like handling the bee. Whereas the male, the male will kind of dive bomb at you while you're doing uh, what you've got to do for your treatments, but the male carpenter bee will not sting you. Most of the time, you're going to be seeing the males out and about, where the female carpenter bees are going to be drilling the holes and Uh, tending to the kids. So the first sign there is carpenter bees is that you will see those male carpenter bees. The next sign that you're going to look for is sawdust because they're drilling into the wood. Uh, The female carpenter bee will drill into wood, usually weathered uh, untreated wood, although I've seen them drill in the wood that's been painted and been treated. But if if those layers kind of break down, you'll see them sometimes getting into those. Now they will drill into the wood and then they will make a turn uh, to go with the grain to actually lay their eggs. So the female carpenter bee will lay about five to eight eggs at about a pace of one egg per day. The eggs will be all sealed off with wood pulp and pollen creating separate little cells. After the eggs hatch and develop the new bees will emerge a few months down the line over the winter, surviving bees will overwinter many times in the same holes that they've come out of, and in the spring comes, the cycle happens again. So what this means is, of course, people will deal with carpenter bees year after year because the carpenter bees keep coming back. Now, let's try to find some more clues for these bees. So we're looking for the bees themselves, the sawdust. Also, you'll see this yellowish splatter, um, where, or basically where the will drill in and there'll be this fecal splatter that comes out and you'll be able to see it on on things like if they're in the eaves a lot of times we'll see them on the actual sidings or i've even seen them on windows and things like that uh, so refer to the pictures that we give you about what splatter looks like um, woodpecker damage is another sign though we don't um we don't we don't patch woodpecker damage and that's something that you need to let the homeowners know but it's a sign that there are possibly carpenter bees there because they will actually peck at and eat the bees and the the, um, developing carpenter bees in the uh, wood itself. So um, you're gonna look for those and and basically when you find all those, you're gonna wanna note where they're at. Now, we treat carpenter bees by dusting the holes themselves. So actually finding the holes is very necessary, and this is why we said you're going to want to note where they're at. Most common places to find these holes are under decks, fences, sheds, fascia board, um, wood window trim, playground equipment, and basically basically anything that's wood. Um, now, our tallest ladders will only reach up to about 20 feet max, so we cannot take a job over 20 feet. Typical home has eight-foot ceilings, and we can go up about two levels on one of those typical home sizes. Now, if you're dealing with a larger home, the ceiling heights are a lot taller, like they could be 10 foot, 12 foot, um, or what have you. So the second story we might not be able to reach. If ever you have a question about how high or if it's something we can or cannot do, you can always refer to a technician who will be doing the job, a senior technician or an experienced carpenter bee technician because they will be be the ones who are doing the job so they can decide whether they want to take the job. So as you go and look and find these, you will find it is kind of hard to find some of these carpenter bee holes. So what you're gonna to wanna to do is as clear as you can on your notes when you send in your lead and you take your pictures, let them know where the exact, um, where the exact carpenter B holes are and the amount of carpenter B holes that you've seen. Um, always check in places that we may not be able to reach because if we can only reach half of the carpenter B holes down bottom, but there's a whole bunch more up top, they're not, most homeowners and clients will not be very happy when we can only treat the bottom. So now that you've found the holes and have counted them up and you're going to want to determine a few more things before we send in this, uh, this lead. So what color patch is needed? Uh, This is important because we do patch up the carpenter bee holes at the end of the year. And if a ladder is needed, what is going to be the height of that ladder? Keep in mind, we have technicians from five foot tall all the way up to six foot two. So when in doubt, just treat it as it's a five foot tall technician and say small ladder if it's something that's maybe six foot to seven feet up. And then you can say, uh, you know, you can say like 10 foot ladder, or 20 foot ladder needed um, if they fall onto those heights. Um, So once you have that all determined, you're gonna now start to think about pricing. Now, pricing gets tricky and what you're gonna wanna do is think of it as time. So how much time would it take for us to actually complete this job? If it's something to where we have a ton of ladder moves, like if we have 10 ladder moves with the 20 foot ladder, You got to think you got to take the ladder off the truck, bring it safely over, put the ladder up in the first area, extend it, go all the way up, treat, go all the way back down, pull the ladder back down, walk it safely to the next spot, do the same thing and do that 10 times. And then when you start to get the patching, you're going to have, you're going to realize that patching takes a little bit longer and we'll get to that as far as pricing is concerned as well. Or it may be 20 bee holes in the back of a deck, but they're all reachable. Like they're all super reachable, very easy to do. um, and will only take about 10 minutes to do because just the ease of getting to it. So you got to think that if you were going up there with a duster, walking up to it and dusting each hole with one or two puffs, how long would it really take you to do this? And so you're going to have to do a little bit of thinking or asking. So if you have a question, you can always call uh, one of the team leads and they'll give you their opinion on it. Now, the last service we talked about being a little bit priced, priced a little bit higher. So you're going to usually price this one anywhere from 25 to 50 bucks higher, or it could be even more if you're dealing with a very extensive um, setup. So our minimum price for any service is $135. So Let's say that you were doing a job that was very minimal. You know, you would price your services at one, the regular services at 135 and then your final patching service around, let's say 155 160 somewhere in that range, depending on the ease of it. Now, if it's really easy to do and it's still only going to take 10 minutes, then yeah, maybe you just keep that last one at 135 But But that, that's more of a rare thing that happens versus... Um, when we go to a property, it's always almost going to be, a, if something's a 10-minute job for a carpenter bees, it'll probably be a 20-minute patch. So we just want to kind of make up for the difference for that. Um, now, when you talk about a tall ladder, it could extend the time by 30, 40 minutes. Therefore, let's say it was a $200 or $225 normal service, that final service may be up around 275 300 and you got to think if you're going to be up up on a ladder for two hours you know how much do we tend to want to make per hour here as far as at our company is so you're going to have to kind of decide that um now the amount of service we do remember how i told you in the beginning this process of metamorphosis will take place over a couple months well the egg leg laying uh time frame is usually within a month or two like all the carpenter bees tend to get that out of their system within with between April and May. So a lot of times we're going out for April for the first treatment, and then there's going to be more holes that get drilled when we go out in late May, early June for the second treatment. So those first two treatments are still handling the, that initial um, bout of carpenter bees. So like if we were to go out and just dust one time, and uh, and we never went back they would still have the problem because a lot more carpenter bees are still drilling. And of course, if they've already drilled, they've laid those eggs in there that won't hatch for a little bit later. Now two to three months when those eggs hatch, we'll come back and we'll do another treatment. This is usually the late summer treatment around August, um, maybe September where it's getting anything else that has been all the eggs that have been laid in there. Those cells we were talking about how they seal them off with pollen and, um, Basically, when it creates that cell, that dust isn't going to penetrate that. Now, hopefully there's enough residual dust as when, when they emerge from their cells and that they will make it through that and will die off. But I've been there on third visits in August where they have not. So that third vis- visit tends to kill them off, and that's your late um, visit. And then the last visit is to kill off anything that's overwintering and patch up. And that's usually done. We we usually like to get all that done before January. And you'll you'll see us a lot of times out there October through nah, late, late October through December is when we like to get all that in. So we do sell it at four services and it's important because of those facts because people will ask you, well, why do I have to do four services? If you are armed with the fact of, hey, this is what's happening, this is The first two months, you're getting carpenter bees that are drilling, and then they will emerge two to three months later. we got to go and do another treatment then. And then we're going to want to patch up and prevent other carpenter bees from actually overwintering in those holes and coming back the next year. They will understand. Now, important also note that year to year, if there is wood out there, the, the next year, other carpenter bees from around the area could come to that wood. A lot of homeowners are gonna to wanna to know, how do I prevent this? And I mean, the, the best prevention was, would be to not have wood at all, but that's usually, it's no, no one's gonna usually change out their deck for composite. But the next best thing would be to wash off with soap and water all that pheromone from around those holes, and then basically try to get a layer of paint on the decks. Now, could they, st- or on the wood excuse me it, now if they the carpenter beaks could still go through that layer of paint but it's a little bit of a deterrent so there is a little bit of deterrent that you can that a homeowner can do um to prevent it and it'll just make it more manageable in the next year so um but yeah that's the basic rundown and, and when you're and one more thought on ladders why i'm thinking about it you really got to look around. If, if a 20 foot ladder has to be put up or a ladder has to be put up, you have to start thinking about safety. So where are you going to set this ladder? Can a technician safely put this ladder up? Or is it on a massive hill? Is it in a place where there's just no place to put it up? Where, there's a, where their house has a maybe an addition that shoots out a little bit to where you cannot get that ladder to that next level? Our technicians do not stand on roofs. So we can't that's not an option for us to bring another ladder up to a roof, get on the roof and then work on the second roof. So we, we do not do that. So if it's something that we cannot do, sometimes we just have to pass on it. And that's okay when it comes down to carpenter B work. There's plenty of other work out there that we can do. So um and then when in doubt, call your team lead. But um The basics of this is just because uh, it is a big selling point and it's a very visible thing that's going to happen in April. And there are technicians who have used these leads for almost making their goal by the time, you know, in April and May. So be ready for this when it comes out. If you need more material, by all means. We have the winter workshop and the actual printout materials that you can get your hands on and past presentations. If you want to see those again, you can also get your hands on that, but all you need to know is a few things about this and then the uh, pest technicians will take care of the rest after you snap those photos and get that lead in. So thank you guys as always, and we'll see you next time.